you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City. It's a rainy Monday, September 18th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion to my left, Jason McCourty. Peter, happy tears, I think, in New York today after what the Giants put their fans through. How about it? How about it? Maybe first it was sad tears, and then it was happy. It was sad tears for the first uh, 45 minutes. As for Jets fans, they're just tears. There's no sad Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. What did we see last night? Well, we mentioned one of those 2-0 teams. That would be, is it the Miami Dolphins? They go into Foxborough where Tua's had some success, man, and he's going to talk about it after this one. Let's go, Mac. You're in the Reds. This, you need a win. You're at home. But on a fourth and four, he's going to find Mike Kosicki, who is short, and he knows he's going down. He laterals it to alignment. Get the first Cole Strange, and he looks like he got it. Or does he? Guys, Cole Strange is ruled short. Oh. And Gasicki is really mad because he's trying to make a play there. Belichick, 0-2 for the first time since 2001. We know what happened that season. Turned into a Disney movie, really a Disney franchise. But they're 0-2, both losses at home. Enough about the Patriots. Tua Tagovailoa is now 5-0 versus Bill Belichick. And he was asked, Tua, how do you do it? Well, I think our team is 5-0 against Bill Belichick. It's never a me thing. And... I don't think we ever look at it as, oh, we beat him once, we beat him twice, we beat him five times in a row. Every time we, we face Coach Belichick's team, you know, it's always a challenge and we know we're going to get their best. But it's hard to play against a team like that, especially here on the road in Foxborough. You know, we're, we're going to take them however they come and um, we'll continue to, to move forward on uh, whatever team that we have next. 
So the Dolphins stay undefeated. Kyle mentioned that note about the Pats going 0-2 for yeah. the first time since 0-1. But for the, those coming at home, that's the first time since 1975 to happen mm. up in Boston, which is bananas. It's great for the Dolphins. They've gone on the road now and won both of their games. So, Peter, unpack the Dolphins for us within this AFC East showdown. We saw this it. game was won at the end of the first half. The Patriots get on the board. It's 10-3. to They look like they're going to be able to get to halftime down a score. And instead of just packing it in and going to the locker rooms... Tua and Mike McDaniel were like, let's get another one. Mm -hmm. And Tua's drive at the end of the first half, I think, is significant. Because you see here, they go 80 yards, and he doesn't have any of these big, spectacular plays. He methodically works the ball down the field. But it was like, we know what the Patriots have on defense. We know we can get more, and we know we're going to push this and press the gas. Tua's just working, working. And then on the goal line, they score after they had some issues with Great the drop. clock. And it's like, how's it going to work? And okay, run down the clock to 10 seconds. And they get out of there 17 3. That's the game. That drive, 7 for 7, 69 passing yards, a touchdown. And I'll tell you, those last two, the Berrios and the Tyreek touchdown, are like perfect timing, almost like it's like, like a symphony, how it works. The Berrios route was so cool. We'll go through it on Cool Plays Bro later this week. And then the Tyreek route was like uncoverable, the way that they stretched all the way outside with Smythe, and then he was wide open. So they are in their bag. Tua right now is 2-0, two road wins, one against the Chargers, one against the Patriots, mm -hmm, two very mm -hmm. good teams. I got to say, Tua has silenced a lot of people, and as we always say, if Tua well, that stays can say healthy, healthy, this is your team in the mm -hmm. AFC. Yeah. Tua was unbelievable. And it wasn't, to your point, these huge, gaudy numbers. But you're watching him and you're just like, my goodness, Tua's a really good quarterback. That last play to Tyreek Hill was such a cool play design on top of that. Can't wait to see it on cool plays, bro. Um, <laughs> New England, you're watching that game and Matt Jones didn't play bad. The offense got things going. The difference were the turnovers. And the Miami Dolphins coming over a week where they played the Chargers and they gave up over 200 yards on the ground, 400 total yards. Chubb chasing down Pop Douglas, poking the ball loose. This was an opportunity. Patriots are in field goal range. There are going to be points on the board. That then led to a touchdown for the Dolphins. Next thing you know, Patriots go out there, they block a field goal. They're rolling. They're about to get momentum back on their side. They're in field goal range. Xavier Howard comes away with the interception off of Devontae Parker. So watching that game... I'm looking at those turnovers, the mistakes by the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins taking advantage of them as a huge turning point. Because if not, those are points on the board, possible touchdowns for Mac Jones to take advantage of. Later on in the game, they were able to capitalize on some of those. But when you have momentum plays like that, Pop Douglas running down in the red zone, strip. Mm -hmm. The next, you know, Brendan Schooler comes off the edge. Hell yeah. A blocked field goal that was unbelievable. Comes almost looks like from the sideline, mm -hmm. like he was out there in secret. And then you go down there and you throw an interception. It's so difficult deflating to a team in those moments. I think that was the difference maker mm -hmm. for the Miami Dolphins. Their defense actually stepping up yeah. after a week ago where it was just a straight shootout. Last week, the Miami Dolphins were sitting here and like, I think Tyree can get 2,000 yards. Yeah. I think he can get 2,500. No, 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 no. 40 yards receiving. And if you were do the blind item about, all right, they're going to go into Foxborough and Tyree's going to have 40 yards. We're like, yeah. well, they're going to lose. No, they won. That's good. That's really good that he had 40 yards and they still won because that's not a sustainable thing having a track meet with the Cheetah every single week. And we like to watch it and all that kind of crap and everything. Raheem Mostert was the engine of that offense. Like, this is not just a chuck a deep bomb, jet sweep, all that Tyreek stuff. This is a real offense from top to bottom. The other thing, and Jason went really big on this with the Dolphins, is that they got smashed by the running game last week. Like, if you remember the Eckler game for the Chargers, they did whatever they wanted. 
Patriots. That's supposed to be their bread and butter. I don't know if they have a bread and butter, but it's supposed to be we're going to run. Yeah. Nothing. Not nothing. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. They didn't give up big yards. They didn't get big yards to Tyreek. And there they are. They're just like in Foxborough. No big deal. It's kind of our place now. It's kind of like Miami North. Like <laughs> Tua owns that thing. He's trying to be the selfless team leader and say we did it. No, Tua, that's not something that happens. Like that is his identity. That they are look five in a row is we own them. So right now, Tyreek owns Bill Belichick. Ty Tua owns Bill Belichick. Five and bleeping O. Oh, Tua, you don't talk your bleep, but you could if you wanted. I'm really impressed with the Dolphins. It's ironic because so many New Englanders and Northeasterners go to South Florida in the it's winter. True. So Not the Dolphins just get to go back to Boston whenever they damn well please. And they're just like, we'll just have some fun up here for the weekend yep. and then we'll go back. Tua's to got work. a little condo up there, a little timeshare exactly. you got talked into. Yeah. Yeah. It, works. Works. Exactly. it actually works. The one unfair yeah. play call that I think Mike McDaniel keeps going to, you see it, like, I guess it would be considered an end around with any of these guys. They CFL just play. take off. Oh, yeah. And they, it's a pitch, it's, cool. a, it's a handoff. They're running at like 20 miles an hour by the time they get back to the line of scrimmage this is unfair it's an unfair xxoo hit the blaster like button it. up the left side unfair. and it's really it's usually the kind of loophole that belichick finds well only yes. Bernie adams would find something for they him to do yeah. it's like the great cup man i know yeah i like that's happening against the Patriots. i saw it last night it was a flicker and it was salvan ahmed and i was like that's uh -huh. not even a guy on my list i'd be like wow that guy's really fast nope put him on the list really fast. fast and he gained like 13 up the left side for that it was great uh dolphins 2-0 Stars across the league. Ian Rappaport joining us. He's a star as well. But starts the letter B. Burrow, Barkley, what are the injuries that we need to know about this morning? Well, let's talk about Joe Burrow. Of course, he's Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Got a lot of, or the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Got a lot of headlines this offseason for two reasons. His contract and his calf. Contract is done. Did a nice job there. Calf, unfortunately, is back. Joe Burrow with about three minutes to go in the game. Tweaked his calf. Uh, he was essentially non-committal after the game, saying, we'll give it a couple nights, give it a couple sleeps, see how it is. Uh, Zach Taylor, the head coach, said he would have gone back into the game had it become necessary and said it was not necessary. The Ravens essentially salted it out. And that was that. He remained on the sideline. We will keep an eye on this one because, as we know, guys, calf injuries can linger. And it seems like the calf injury that he suffered early on in training camp that we all thought was fine May not be fine, may be affecting Joe Burrow, and the fact that he kind of tweaked it at the end of the game at least gives a big question mark for his availability this coming week. Yeah, and re-aggravation is not the name of the game you want in week two of an NFL season that goes on for the next 17, 18 weeks. Ian, thank you so much. We'll hear about Saquon Barkley in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> Big rivalry here. The 49ers had won eight straight regular season games about against the Rams, but the Rams are coming off a big upset in Seattle. The Niners would come away with a victory, 30-23. A lot of Niners fans in the crowd. Rams, they gave it their all. They only lose by seven, but it just didn't have enough. This Lions-Seahawks game in Detroit was diesel-powered at this point. Jared Goff going on 380-plus consecutive passes without a pick. Unfortunately, when you set it up like that, you kind of know how this one's going to end. Now we're into overtime, locked at 31. Lockett, six-yard TD. Seahawks going to win it 37-31. Lockett touches the pylon, holds onto the ball, and they roll out of Detroit. The Seahawks do 1-1, one 37-31. Mm -hmm. Now, Green Bay heading to the ATL. Jordan Love trying to keep up his hot play. He'll have to do it without Watson, Jones, and Bakhtiari. Damn. Packers lose this one 25 to 24. Unbelievable. All right, this Giants game's nuts. I'm going to do a lot of historical references. The worst defeat since 1973, week one. They start the season down 60 to nothing. Six scoreless quarters to open the season is their longest since 1934. 34. And Daniel Jones looked like a mess. The whole team is just like canceled the whole season. And yet, 
Saquon's going to go right up the middle. It's a two-yard gain. Why are we showing that? He doesn't fumble. He gets bent back like an Annie pretzel. We hate to see it. He's helped off the field. He's really mad because he knows his injuries. The guy who's been through a lot of injuries, and he knows they're in the middle of a really historic comeback. They overcome a 21-point deficit for the first time since 1949. 21 down for the Giants. They've lost their previous 150 games. They win. They avoid 0-2. The Cardinals do not. Brian Dayball, reigning coach of the year. To what do you credit this historic comeback, coach? Belief. But you can talk about it till you're blue in the face, Pat. Belief. It's got to happen. You have to see tangible results, too. So you know, I think we have some mentally tough players on our team and coaches. It's not always easy to be mentally tough when you're you know, whatever it is, 60 to nothing after a, a, a game and a half. Mm. All right. It was a great watch if you were a Giants fan. And if you were riding that high, you'd be thrilled because they have to stay out west now. They play the 49ers on the road on Thursday night. But, Ian, what do we know about Saquon Barkley this morning and if the Giants will have his services later in the week? Yeah, it is a really short turnaround for the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Now, in any other circumstance, I think there'd be a little bit of a sigh of relief for Giants fans. Seiko and Barkley suffered an ankle injury yesterday late in the game. You saw the frustration on the sideline. He immediately had x-rays. He's going to get some more tests today just to make sure there's not something in there that the x-rays didn't show, like a little break or, or something like that. That can happen. But as of right now, there does seem to be a little bit of optimism that they avoided a major injury. Saquon Barkley did seem to be walking okay. That was a good sign. He ended up getting his ankle taped again late in the game. Didn't go back in, but had his ankle retaped. Maybe a good sign as well that he didn't believe it was serious. So I would say everyone kind of holding their breath hoping that it's going to be okay. That said, Thursday night game against the 49ers, that is awfully, awfully fast for a running back to get back on the field who suffered an ankle injury. We will see about that one and more information coming later today. Especially for a guy that has a history of ankle injuries. Ian Rappaport, thank you so much. Talk to you in a little bit. It's time for today's wake-up call presented by Verizon. And it was quite the wake-up call if you're watching this game yesterday. 21-point comeback, Peter, a massive Massive win on the road for the Giants. Yeah, and it wasn't just like on the road and it was a comeback. It was like they were getting their butts kicked by Josh Dobbs yeah. and a yes. bunch of anonymous different Cardinals players. And it just shows you like any given Sunday. But what a difference a couple hours can make. What a difference a week can make. Let's go back to Friday when Kyle appropriately set the stage for this game on what we saw the previous week. Losing 40 to nothing, 40 to nothing or worse. Sack battle, seven to nothing or worse. Turnover battle, three to nothing or worse. Having a block field goal return for touchdown and throwing a pick six. Ooh. No team in NFL history ever has done all of these things in a single season. Oh the Giants did them all in one game. Mm. That is a fact. That came from the athletic and that is a brutal thing. The good news is that was last week. Flush it, you're playing what looks to be one of the weaker teams in the NFL. Giants, get a point early. <laughs> nope. Well, they didn't do that earlier. <laughs> no. Let's make it fun. Um, can I raise the ante? Yeah, what do you got now? Counter. In the second half alone on oh, Sunday, Daniel Jones threw for 250-plus yards, rushed for 50-plus yards, oh, wow. threw multiple touchdown passes, rushed for a touchdown, and had zero turnovers. He is the only player in NFL history to accomplish <laughs> these feats. That's per, per 
OptaStats, we see you guys. We don't just steal our stats, we give credit. It was an unbelievable performance, and it really could have been like doomsday today if they had lost a game and the way it was going, it was. And something happened at halftime. I know we love the post-game speech and Dable doing the dancing and dancing yeah, the juicy yeah, yeah, and smoking sure. the cigars. I would love to have seen what he said at halftime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're watching that game, and the Giants now start their season, and they're 100 points to zero, and yeah. everybody's losing their mind. Fans are selling their season tickets. For me, personally, I'm at a pep rally for my son and my daughter who do cheerleading and a bunch of Giants fans there. They have a canopy up with a TV set up streaming the game. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on. Get rid of Brian Dable. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they go in for halftime and whatever the hell Dable said, the first play of the third quarter changed the outcome of this so game. Deep. Giants come out on offense. Daniel Jones do a little play action. He goes, chuck it up deep down there. Yes, sir. Jalen Hyatt, where you at? Making the catch. 58 yards. This is the first play of the second half. It would end up to be a Daniel Jones rushing touchdown to end this drive. But when Brian Dable talks about belief, I think this is where it started. Hitting this play coming out of half. It was like, all right, we got something. Let's stack another play, another play. And next thing you know, you're back in the game. It's There's a temptation to jump on that soundbite about they saved their season. And I'm doing it. They saved their season. <laughs> like, I'm not resisting that. Not only did you lose week one and got shut out. Like, you lose to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are what the Cardinals are. They're not going to be winning any Super Bowls this year, and you were getting destroyed. Also, look, we can apply this to any team. The stats are there. Since 1990, you start 0-2, 11% of teams have made the playoffs. Yep. 11, it's 1-10. in 10. They weren't going to make the playoffs. It's very, very unlikely. Frankly, they're going to North San Francisco on a short week. They're probably going to lose that game. And I would turn that around, Coach Dable. Like, the Niners are going to be a pick in survivor pools in that game. Like, that's how weak you've looked, and the Niners have looked that good. But who gives a damn? You won the game. Yeah. And I, I, I can't follow Peter's statistics, but I was so impressed with Daniel Jones. Personally, I didn't know he had that in him. You know, we, he played some good football last year, and he got the contract, and he beat the Vikings in the playoffs. But he went into Superman mode. Yeah. Like, he is, since Dable showed up, Daniel Jones has gotten the Josh Allen comparisons. Like, that was Josh Allen at the height of his powers. Like, mm. kind of flashes yesterday. Josh Allen was really good yesterday. Daniel Jones was better than him in the second half. I just think he was better than anybody in the second half. I knew he was good and he can win a game for you. I didn't know he had that gear in him. And I was really impressed. Like, that's star potential right there. Not just franchise quarterback for the Giants. Like, star. Mm. And if he can do anything like that with any consistency, like, Dan Jones, you were a man yesterday. Mm. Awesome. I think you're allowed to say the soundbite-worthy thing, which is they saved their season because what would have happened had they lost that game, whether it had been by some major comeback, but it only been by a field yeah. goal, or if it really had been 28-7, to 7, it would have been so ugly here. So props <laughs> to the Giants, props to Dan Jones, Brian Dable, everyone that got the job done. But also, I know you're not supposed to do the moral victory thing, blah, blah, blah. The Cardinals, like... You're yeah. fighting with teams right now, and people doubted Jonathan Gannon when he first got there, and a ta you know, tale of two halves, blah, blah, blah. But the Cardinals, people have just been on your case this entire start to the season, and you were getting after guys in the first half. I think the defense suffered from ex exhaustion in the second half. They were on the field a lot. Yeah. Um, that's not going to help anybody win a game, but I just want to say, like, Cardinals played the Commanders tough on the road, and then they hosted the Giants, and that's a good game. Mm -hmm. Moral victory. Blow. And how about those Commanders, Jamie? Jamie picked the Commanders to go to the playoffs, and they're 2-0. Oh. They're one of the cool stories the first couple of weeks. I like these commanders. Sam Howell looks good. We'll talk about it What today. if de defensive pass interference, Kyle, coming uh, up? Well, the Cowboys dominate the Jets in week two. We'll hear about it. Are they the most dangerous team in the NFC? We're talking about the Cowboys. Coming up. I can see tomorrow's A block. Cowboys, Eagles, or Niners? They just wrote it down as you said that. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Felt like Buffalo was melting down at the end of last week. Ooh. How's it going to go? Well, early on, Jimmy Garoppolo got on the board, but then Josh Allen rallied the troops and said, enough of this. Bills take care of business. Raiders came out early, then the Bills rolled. Kyle said that Josh Allen would go from in the red to painting a Rembrandt, I think is what you said. And there it is, 38 to 10. There's a Rembrandt. I know, right? Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, they're thrilled because they're back. Chiefs on the road in Jacksonville. This game felt stalled out for a while. Chiefs going to win it 17 to 9. That was a huge win for the Chiefs on the road. But just not the game I expected out of those two offenses. Nine points, Jacksonville? Yeah. Some good defense. I love that part of it. Cincinnati Bengals at home. They don't want to go 0-2 again. The Ravens were going to win this one 27-24. Ballpark 2-0. 2-0. All right, let's go to Dallas. A lot of intrigue in this one. Zach Wilson, they're rallying behind you. They didn't sign Carson Wentz or Jeff George, or they didn't do it. All right, CD did whatever he wanted yesterday. He had 100 yards in the first half. We keep waiting for this Jets secondary to start showing out. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen a ton of sauce plays yet. I know he was around a lot in the offseason at every appearance. I don't know. We talked all week about how they're going to stop him. They didn't. He's forcing fumbles. He's, he's making guys embarrassed. He's turning them into gifts. If Vine was here, they'd make vines out of Micah Parsons. Oh, wow. That's he's just back. everything you fear, everything you anticipate. And Zach Wilson, like, I, listen. We're going to talk about Zach Wilson. I don't know if this is it. it. He threw three interceptions. 
late in the game. They just had no shot with that many kind of turnovers, and it wasn't it. Guys, the Cowboys, they crushed them. At the end of the game, it was not close. They won by 20. They're 2-0. The defense looks great. Shout out to Dan Quinn. Jason, I want you to watch this clip of Dak Prescott. I want to see your takes after this about his outfit. It's very unusual. But, Dak, you look great, man. You guys are 2-0. How are you feeling? <laughs> But at the end of the day in this league, it's about getting the job done and winning the game and being complimentary of your defense. And um, I think we did that, as you said, very efficient in ways. And um, But we left a lot out there still. I mean, that, that's the standard of this offense, standard of this team. We expect to score touchdowns on every drive. And so when you don't do that, you still haven't hit your goal, I guess you can say. So, um, yeah, a lot we can do better. But but overall, a very efficient team win that I'm uh, proud of. It's hard to win in this league. Not making no. the fit list. No. no, maybe it makes it as the worst fit of the week. <laughs> it won't be the best, that's for sure. Okay, okay. Jay, I love it. All right. I love it. Um, Jason, I can't wait to hear your full and in-depth breakdown of the defense that we saw in this game. Oh, man, you talked about the Jets' secondary in their defense, and you talked about Zach Wilson, and obviously had a lot of turnovers. It was not pretty for Zach Wilson, but this team is built on defense, and you watched the way Dallas came out and their drives to start this game off. I know Zach didn't play well enough, blah, blah, blah. The Jets' defense is the ones that are supposed to producing, making mm -hmm. plays, and not allowing any offense to put a ton of points on the board. And these were the first three scoring drives by the Dallas Cowboys. 12 plays, 14 plays, 13 plays, two touchdowns and a field goal. And within that span, Jets put up 10 points. We saw the long pass from Garrett Wilson. The Jets' defense has to be better. Dallas was 50% on third down. Dak Prescott only had seven incompletions. I know the quarterback is not going to be good, but this was supposed to be a historic defense. We mentioned 85 Bears, Legion of Boom in Seattle. You're right. You're right. This isn't it. Uh, you can blame Zach all you want, but the defense, they need Aaron Rodgers goes down. We have to step up. Each and every game we go play, we have to be the best defense on the field, and they weren't even close yesterday. Dallas, Micah Parsons, and that crew took over, and they were just dominant in this one. I'm with you, Jay. I, I, I went on game day morning yesterday. I was talking to the guys, and I got all emotional about this game and I talked myself into the Jets winning because of what you're saying. I said if, if the Jets defense could make Josh Allen look that ridiculous last yeah. week, you're telling me they can't do it to Dak? Yes, I am. They didn't do it. They had nothing to do with it. The defense in this game is the one featuring Micah Parsons and run by Dan Quinn. I, I, I'm telling you, that is the motor that runs this thing. Listen, Peter, Dak played a really good game for the second week in a row. He didn't throw an interception. He did not do that once last year. Clean game. This is going to be very, very tough to beat, especially with that guy calling the defense. The Cowboys were awesome. Yeah, I'll put my hand up. I thought the Cowboys offense was going to take a step back this year because Kellen Moore was yeah. a mastermind and the guru behind it all. I think the offense looks far better than it did last year and I'll say the first to say, I underestimated Mike McCarthy and the play calling what they did. You showed some of the numbers there. Dak went 8-for-8 eight eight to start this game. Like you said, Kyle, zero turnovers for the second straight game. We've always said if Dak can cut down on the interceptions and the turnovers, they're going to be alright. I didn't realize it'd be like this. Now look, when you went 40 to nothing and then 30 to 10, awesome. you have to throw your flowers and the coach deserves a lot of the credit here. I think McCarthy's offense has been simmering, and that's without Zeke Elliott, and that's without Brandon Cooks yesterday. Like, yeah. I think this offense looks really good, and the sky's the limit for the Cowboys. I'll be the first to say I might have had it wrong. Maybe Mike McCarthy gets that offense even better than what they were with 70 to 10? That's, that's how they started the season, yeah. 70 to 10. And it's the two pretty New York good. teams. Yeah, Peter, wasn't it last week, um, <laughs> I forget, during one of our segments, you were talking about, like, hand it off to Brees Hall, hand it off to Dalvin yeah. Cook. Eight carries between Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Wow. Eight times Brees had four touches. Four touches. On Twitter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he Not tweeted good. four footballs. Tweeted four, four footballs. footballs. Yeah. Sala, come on, get on that, man. Yeah, oh. man. Zach Wilson was not good either. No.
Here we go. Time for the segment we like to call You Gotta Rewind That. Moments from week two that you needed to take a second or even third look at, Kyle. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Jay? Oh, sorry, Jay. Yeah, I, I was watching the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Jaguars have a safety. Andre Sisco comes across the field, intercepts Patrick Mahomes. I'm just watching. I'm like, that was a great play. Iron Eagle was on a call, and I'm like, what, what did he just say? I had to go back and rewind it. Iron Eagle, please take it away. Second and 14, Mahomes loads it up, going to take a shot, deep ball, intercepted, flying in, Cisco. Cisco dancing to the thong song. Jaguars take over. <laughs> that thong, 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 thong. thong. Hey. Appreciate you, Iron Eagle. I heard that he was dancing to his thongs. So Iron Eagle, a man that knows absolutely everything. everything. Incredible. Everything. She had dumps like a truck. What? What? <laughs> Go on. Come on, Iron. Uh, I also have a soundbite. I like my my gentleman on the NFL field to be uh, to be calm and poised, and also like a little cocky, yeah. a little bit of swagger to him. Alex Kemp, you're the man. Take it away. Intentional grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. It's a 10-yard penalty and a loss of down. Second down. Yeah, Gino, if you don't mind, just doing a little thing here, talking to America. <laughs> Could you scream and whine like, after I speak to America? No big deal. We like to highlight the officials. Al Kemp is the son of an official, Stan okay. Kemp, yeah. that was promoted to head referee in 2018 when two luminaries, uh, Ed Hockley and uh, Jeff Triplett, retired. Wow. And they're like, let's get Kemp up right there. Great moment, incredible poise. Yes. You keep talking to America, sir. Joe yeah. Burrow got banged out for Bengals week two last. <laughs> talking to America. You got out. In Cincinnati, right? the ship before it's too late. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, 
It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Ravens send the Bengals to Oma to get in division win. Now let's take a listen to Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. What did they have to say after this one? Well, the sky's the limit um, for this team, you know, um, all phases. I, I believe we, we fought today how we're supposed to, you know, in a tough game, like you said, at the former division champs. Um, a great team, by the way, um, all phases as well. We, you know, we just did what we were supposed to do. When your quarterback misses camp, it's, it's, tough, to, it's tough to start fast. It's not an ideal situation. Well, we've done it before. Obviously, you don't want to start on two. It's not not what we were planning on, not not what you want to do at all. But, uh, you know, we're going to bounce back. That's what we do. That's all there is to it. And they have bounced back. The Bengals have. When Burrow has missed camp before, it happened last year. He went down. He had an appendicitis situation. And now it's this calf, though, which feels like it has more of a lingering issue. Ian, what's the latest this morning as Joe Burrow is dealing with that injury? Yeah, as we've been discussing the Joe Burrow calf since really late July, the one thing we said is the Bengals have to be careful because these calf injuries linger. And it seemed to be okay, Joe Burrow, playing last week. No issues. Maybe not quite 100%, but still out there playing. And then late in yesterday's game, you could see it right there. Certainly, you could see Burrow's reaction walking off the field. Not very happy. He tweaked that calf with about three minutes to go. According to Zach Taylor, he would have gone back into the game. Maybe that is an indication of it not being entirely serious. Joe Burrow didn't want to draw any conclusions saying, give it a couple more nights, give it a couple more sleeps, and then see where we are. And for sure, we're going to get an update Wednesday whether or not Joe Burrow was out at practice Still, it is now the regular season. It's not time to, to kind of take six weeks and say, all right, let's, let's do this slow. Let's do this slow. They are 0-2. Joe Burrow is going to want to be out on the field. Just remains to be seen if that can happen. And if he's out there, how close to 100% is he really after re-aggravating that calf injury? Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the Bengals. Ian, thank you so much. But we're going to talk about the Ravens as well here, who jumped out to a 2-0 and start to begin this season. We talked about that division being really challenging, and here we are. Oh, what do we think about this win for Baltimore within this four-headed division? The good thing for Joe Burrow is that he doesn't have to face the Ravens for a while. Yeah. Um, the Ravens own Joe Burrow of late. <laughs> I, and I mean the Ravens' defense. They were down five starters. Mm. And they had no problem shutting down that high-powered Bengals offense. I got to give it to the Ravens defense. Again, last year, I was like, I don't know. These corners are injured. They're injured again this year, too. We're down Humphreys out. And, of course, you've got guys like Geno Stone making big plays. Jamar Chase had five catches for 31 yards, and they targeted him a ton. The Ravens defense was awesome, and they gave Burrow fits. And what's crazy is... It's not a one-time deal. Last year in the playoff game, if you remember, Joe Burrow did not play great in the wild card round against the Ravens. Again, at home, the Ravens came into that building and took care of business and did their part. Just wasn't enough as Sam Hubbard obviously made the incredible play and the Bengals do get the victory in this one. Mike McDonald's the new defensive coordinator the, from last year, took over for Wink Martindale. He's had a lot of success in the few times they've played Joe Burrow. 
And I got to hand it to the Ravens. They are now 2-0, two big wins, took care of business in week one, obviously, and a victory that they wanted against Houston at home, fine, and then go into Cincinnati and win and make that high-powered Bengals offense look not so high-powered. Is there reason for concern? Look at the Bengals' schedule coming up. It ain't a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, hats off to you and hats off to that defense. I know Lamar's going to get the flowers, but I got to say, they kind of have a number on Joe Burrow right now. First time, fine. Start doing it two, three times, mm-hmm. it becomes a pattern. Lamar looks fantastic. Looks fantastic. He is going to get the flowers. He's going to throw out the flowers too, Peter. Like, <laughs> That's good. It's, it's all coming up. He, he looks fantastic. <laughs> but hold on a second. So you're telling me the Ravens D owns the Bengals. I thought the Cleveland D yeah. also owns the Bengals. Yeah. How many people can own you in one division? Like Pittsburgh, you want to step up too? I think the biggest danger, we're going to talk about this nonstop, is going to be, they did it last year. They did it last year. They did it last year. And we knew going into this game that if they lose, it's going to be like they did it last year. I don't know. Does it look like the same team as last year? I think it's a very dangerous comparison. Last year, you didn't have the elements of an actual injury to Burrow. You had a missing camp because yeah. he had a surgery. It wasn't an injury. There's, just, there's, there's just not the explosion. We picture this, just this kinetic up and down Jamar Chase running free. I mean, I haven't heard Jamar Chase's name much this this first couple of weeks. He's like, you know, one of the best players in the whole league. So you rest easy, saying they did it last year. That's fine. But I, I will just, I'll put the bookend on this, guys. Week one is a liar, week two tells the truth. Week one, you calm out, you calm your nerves, you figure out the offense, there's strange outcomes. Look at what Buffalo did yesterday. Are we having that conversation about Buffalo? No, Buffalo kicked the snot out of somebody who came into their building. Week two tells the truth. The needles do not bounce. If he's going to miss time, I don't like my franchise quarterback and all the money in the world with one of those massage guns from Sharper Image in the middle of the damn game. He went to Brookstone in the mall and he's just running. Get him one of those chairs that does the lumbar action. But I don't want my quarterback having that. I used to like to go in the mall and mess around with that thing. I mean, it, it costs like $20,000. Worth every penny. But I don't want the quarterback having it because he costs a lot more than $20,000 and they're 0-2. And we can't have multiple teams, Peter, owning them in their own division. What are we doing here? Kyle, no team has ever had had back-to-back starts 0-2 and made the play. Ever. 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 All right. So they'd be making We're history wrong, if it's going to be just like last year. Joe Burrow, Gimpy, didn't look good. On the other side, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, mm-hmm. he did look Let's good. Let's go. Talk about Lamar. And Lamar this year, we talked about it all offseason. New offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Oh, they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. This is going to be a brand new offense. Lamar seems to be settling into this offense. Him chucking one up to Zay Flowers was beautiful. Was awesome. The pass to Nelson Aguilar was unbelievable. I think that's the version of Lamar Jackson we've been waiting to see. Came in the league in 2018, took the league by storm, running around, that kind of option running, Ingram running the ball, so many different guys, and every time he took off, it was electric. Watching him stand in the pocket and just make throws, if you're a Ravens fan, this has to have you fired up because this is him probably staying healthy throughout the course of the season, and this is your ability to make plays down the field, comeback wins, whatever is need be. The best part about it is, though, He's still making these throws, but we still see those glimpses of Lamar being Lamar. He had a pass where he pump faked and was able to just flip it to Justice Hill on a screen pass where he should have been sacked. He had a third and three late in the game where he's scrambling around, picks up 12 yards. I think that's the beauty of it. This offense is looking like under Todd Munkin, it is finally starting to take shape, and we see the direction they're going in. Now that we're two weeks in, and I know it's soon, but like, what the hell was going on in the NFL that no one else was offering a deal to Lamar Jackson? Mm. Yeah. What do you mean? Go on. We we get into this, like, wormhole in March where we're like, you know, well, the Falcons aren't interested. The Panthers aren't interested. These teams aren't interested. The same day he wasn't exclusively tagged. Five teams. Always past his prime. The news related, like, now that we're like, let's take ourselves, uh, forget the contracts up. 30,000 feet. Like, Lamar Jackson's awesome. He was available. 
And he was available. Go get him. Someone could have got, and not one team put an offer in for a restricted free agent in Lamar. Not one team. <laughs> Makes me wonder, like, did everyone believe that if the Ravens don't want him for that much, mm-hmm. then why should we? Like, yeah, it was very strange. Well, remember, Crazy. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was getting the the Jets Photoshop treatment right around the same yeah. time they were going after Aaron Rodgers. They but did something different. Joe Douglas was like, no, no, we again trying to like lend itself to Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and like we don't want to offend him. We want to go all in on Rodgers. Well, what, like you put your marbles in many baskets and yeah. see how that one. The Jets goes. tried something wild and it obviously blew up in them. But yeah. you look around the league, like some some teams would be like, we, could we have? Yeah. Paid for Lamar, like they put yep. their house on the market. You want to go look around and make an offer? Nobody. It's really a strange. Rookie quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. All right, but they're cheap. The rookie. Yeah, but they don't win and they're not good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You have Lamar. Lamar's awesome. Paid for him. Awesome. I know. Still to come here on Good Morning Football. You should take a single look. How's mustache? Is that no, it's not. That's a look of a head coach that's two and zero. Coach, you got to come on the show. Come on. Let you're two and zero. Come on. We're a happy show. Is Arthur Smith been on the show? I don't remember. Yes, one time. Okay, you got to run it back. Uh, which team had the best bounce back week performance in week two? Who was the team were like, I don't know, week one? And now they're like, oh, we're good. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.